Selamat Redistas, welcome back uh, to another episode of Let's Be Real Podcast. Uh, it's your host, me, Sanayad, uh, with another usual suspect uh, in Hoke slash Mo. Um, opening, day of the season, opening day of the season, um, uh, a shaky start, to be frank, uh, Hoke? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess it was... It was um... I wouldn't say shaky, but probably a potential uh, banana skin avoided, you know. It could have been a slippery one. Points dropped, but yeah, somehow somehow we came back and won. Um, I think, I think uh, like, like how, uh, due, to, due to how the play ensued, uh, the, the fans were on it, you know. The fans were feeling, you know what, uh, you know, we could potentially, like you said, provide uh, Real Madrid with, uh, with an actual banana skin. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there was there was something interesting that Sid Lowe said in in the in the break. You know, whenever somebody uh, you don't fancy to win uh, yeah. scores a goal in Spain against a big team, you know, like Real Madrid, so they they start chanting "Si se puede," like "Yes, you can." Yeah, yes, you can. So I, I yes, we can. So I think uh, that that that's the thing that happens. You know, once they scored the goal, they they had this belief that somehow we can see this out because they were defending pretty deep and you know sitting back and crowding out our attack. So I think that was the that was the plan from them and the fans just got behind them because, you know, getting a scalp of a big team like Real Madrid or, say, Barcelona or Atleti is a big thing for these clubs. So today yeah. it was Real Madrid, you know, champions of Europe, champions of Spain, coming to the home ground of the, the champions of the second division. So I think wait, it was wait, a big wait, talking, thing. talking about the home ground, is the ground actually called Powerhouse Stadium or something? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's the sponsorship name, Powerhouse Stadium. Fair play, fair play. Okay, I I recently got to know they have a Saudi owner, and yeah. I checked Instagram. Turkey profile. Al-Sheikh. Yeah, I I saw oh, his yeah. Instagram profile. Like it has a lot of places that I've been to. Okay. Like I'm not gonna lie, you know. So it, yeah. it's it's actually kind of surreal. You know? Maybe yeah. maybe if you go back to those places, you can meet him again. Maybe, but I don't fancy meeting him. He he looks rough, man. He looks rough. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I think I think he's he's a, he's quite a character from what I've read. I I don't really know much details about him, but he's quite a character. I I, I think as soon as he came on, he had this idea of taking Almeria back to the first division, because right. Almeria isn't a big club in Spain, right? So right. and then he comes in, he hires and fires managers, one of whom was obviously our own, you know, Guti. So uh, th- this guy is a character, and I think there were some doubts initially about how serious they were and how they would treat Almeri, especially in the light of what happened with Malaga, you know? So yeah, yeah, they're, they're going from Champions League team to, you know, uh, secondary division or and So I guess there were some, you know, doubts about it, but I, I guess now they're in the first division. So, yeah, it, it, all's well. All's well, now. all's well. Okay, can you just repeat what you said about Guti? In what capacity? Does yeah, yeah Guti was the manager of Almeri. I think it was like for oh. two or three months, but... Uh, he fired him. I, I guess, uh, you know, the thing is, like, Almeria has been positioning themselves to get promoted for a while now. And right. last season, finally, it happened. I think, if I'm not wrong, season before, they finished third or something. And mm-hmm. they lost in the playoffs to, I think it was Rio or something. Like, whatever happened, Rio won and they came through. And Almeria, despite being, despite leading the championship at one point, you know, they, they couldn't make it. Ah, uh, bad play, bad play. Right. So uh, yeah, but back to back to today's game. Uh, like you said, the crowd felt something, and it was accelerated by the fact uh, that Rudiger was looking, you know, out of step for for large parts. 
Yeah, Manuel. definitely, definitely. I have to agree with you there. Uh, I think the fact was that uh, Rudiger and Nacho kind of looked disconnected. I, I even told you that in the uh, in the group chat, right? We were discussing mm -hmm. about it. So I think uh, Rudiger for me, uh, probably out of sync with uh, how Nacho plays, and and the fact is like he he looked surprised by the Spanish game for some reason. I think Ramzani was like uh, kind of running at him whenever he had the ball running in behind him, and I think he he had some trouble adapting. You know. I think these guys were trying to maintain a back line, trying to set an offside trap for them, but they couldn't because the coordination was missing. That, that was my takeaway. I don't know how you felt about it. Same, man, same. Um, even, even the commentary was alluding to the fact that, you know, Rudiger coming in from England, um, it's completely different. When, when, you're, yeah. when you're defending for Real Madrid, you're entirely on your own. You know, basically like devoid of any sort of help, uh, especially if you're, if you're, if you're a centre-back. Um, but I, I felt like uh, the beginning and the and the very end was uh, Rudiger's weakest uh, pass of the game. But in, in the middle, he he looked fairly composed. There, there was a foot race on with him and Puma Sadiq, was it or was it uh, Ramziani? I I don't I don't remember. But he he came on top. He he's no slouch, you know. Rudiger. Yeah, yeah. Rudiger, I think Rudiger is pacey and he has the ability to win, like win foot races. But the thing is, like, I think uh, it, it was his positioning that was a little bit suspect. If I'm yeah. being honest, before Ramadrid signed him, I think that was his biggest area of weakness that mm -hmm. uh, I I was I had doubts about because the fact is, like, Rudiger when he was playing for Chelsea, you would realize that yeah, yeah, they they had a back three, so Thiago Silva and somebody might uh, would cover for his weaknesses, and you know he had this uh, uh, you know propensity to always step out of the line. And I think yeah. uh, today with Nacho and Rudiger, both Nacho and Rudiger have the propensity to step out of line. So step I think, up, yeah. yeah, so I think that was something that didn't sit right with me. I would, I, I thought that if Rudiger played, probably should have gone with Militao because Militao is somebody who, who can, you know, uh, mop up behind uh, his partner. And mm -hmm. I guess uh, if Militao had played, then Rudiger could have played on the left side where I, or I think he's probably more comfortable compared to the right side because the two times I've seen him start with Nacho, I think it was, uh, in the preseason game, right against uh, Club America, yeah. and I think even that that game he didn't really look uh, very comfortable. So I guess mm -hmm. uh, I, I would have expected Ancelotti to go with, uh, you know, Militao and Rudiger. But the thing is, like, if if you've been watching the practices that Real Madrid uh, put on YouTube, you know, during the preseason, yeah. I think uh, Rudiger and Nacho were uh, playing together. But as you mentioned, like training and the Real Madrid thing is different. But still, you know, you you expect something better. For me, I think there there was a lack of coordination between the two. Mm, it's still early days. Uh, you you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Um, Rudiger, he, I, I was a staunch critic of Rudiger, uh, especially during the early days at Chelsea uh, with all this hype surrounding, you know, English clubs and, and my mates rubbing in my face. Um, I, I wasn't too keen on Rudiger, especially he had uh, uh, quite, a, quite a few hiccups in his early Chelsea days. But then uh, he eventually showed me, you know, like that this guy can actually defend and uh, can carry himself in in most systems. You know, he he has played in the back four and has, uh, you know, done a de done a decent job in my opinion. But yeah, there, there's a reputation around him slightly that you know, like three three at the back uh, is the only way Rudiger can play at his uh, optimum. I, I I guess the issue for me isn't the fact that he can't play in three at, uh, three at the back or, you know, he can only put three and not in a, a four-man back line. I think the problem is, like, he doesn't uh, really defend the space behind him well because, mm -hmm. you know, even today, I think uh, Almaria played a ball in behind and Ramzani ran into space. So, mm -hmm. I guess, and the thing is, like, 
uh, Nacho had stepped up, but Rudiger didn't follow, and you know he sort of like uh, he got dragged back, and he played uh, Ramzani on side. So I guess that was some that was an issue for me. Tell me this, yeah, like for, so for the goal, is it entirely Rudiger's fault, or is it also a bit of Nacho because he didn't get across in time? I, I don't really know if I can call it somebody's fault. For yeah. me personally, I felt like uh, Rudiger, you know, he struggled to maintain the line. But then, mm-hmm. if you say that Nacho should have dropped back, I, I guess I wouldn't be able to argue against it. But the thing is, like for me, I I, I think it, it like at the end of the day, I think it was a problem of coordination. You know, the thing is, like defense is all about coordination. You are not going to go and blame somebody and say, "Yeah, Rudy, guys, your fault. You're not playing next game, right?" You can't be like that. So I guess uh, the thing to improve here is, is like coordination and positioning. Totally, totally, yeah. Early days, man. We we gotta we gotta give them, uh, you know, a pass at least for this game, especially because we came back like we always, definitely, always do, always do. This this crest has uh, some innate ability, you know, to find something from within to come back um, always. But before we get to the comeback, um, another another guy who was making his debut was Chouameni. Um, in in the heart of uh, our, our midfield, how 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 do you think he he uh, performed today, especially in a, in a holding position? Yeah, uh, for me personally, I think he, he had some bright moments. You know, there were some passes that he's great, uh, played he into space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely that one. That was the one I was referring to. I think uh, he had some bright moments, and then uh, he had some down moments as well because there were some points in time where he gave the ball away. Mm-hmm. Overall, between Chouameni and Kamavinga, I thought Chouameni was better. And yeah, uh, personally, I think it was just how the game, you know, how the game went that uh, Ancelotti had to remove Chouameni because I think if the game had been more in our favor, if probably one of those chances had gone in for us, I think, uh, uh, you know, because till our goal got scored, uh, Almeria had this tendency to sit deep and they weren't really allowing us space and, you know, they were crowding out the box and everything. So I guess uh, in that, in that aspect of the game, I think uh, Chouameni struggled a little bit because the game, the demands in the game were different. So, you know, Chouameni didn't exactly suit what we needed at the time and, you know, Ancelotti took the right decision of taking him off and, you know, bringing Eden Hazard on. So I guess that's that. But uh, for me, it was decent. I wouldn't say it was like he didn't really exactly pull out trees and stuff, but yeah. it was decent. For the, for the first game, he was fairly decent. I, I got to actually agree with it. Um, but uh, I think Ancelotti, he... I think, and just going back to Chuamani, I think Ancelotti said something interesting. He said that um, Kamavinga and Chuamani have shown like more quality in training than he did, they did on the pitch today. So yeah. I, I hope they improve. It's. Uh... It's it's in my opinion it's all always mostly um, a matter of you know like this this being a huge experience for them and this being a massive step up um, yeah. for many especially you know coming in from Monaco. Um, yeah, and Charlie said the same thing. You know, the weight of the shirt is heavy. Yeah, so you just need to get used to it. It's it's gonna take uh, him some time to bed in. Um, yeah. So I think like, even with even with Monaco, the first season he wasn't like you know he wasn't. The the Chuamay from last season, so right. it took him time one season, and the second season he was like terrific. So I'm not saying that it's gonna take him a season, but yeah, it's gonna take some time, you know, because uh, he's trying to reach a high level because you know Cruz Casemiro Modric is like something else, so replacing yes. them is not an easy task. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Why, why do you think Kamavinga was was kind of off color? 
I think for me personally, I don't think it was Kamavinga being off color. It was more about the fact that we needed something different in the game and Kamavinga couldn't give us that because like uh, even like I said in the group chat, right? We, we were struggling with dominant spaces around the box. He was a little and, too advanced for my liking. Didn't you think that? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think, but that the fact is like we needed that in the game because, you know, we needed a presence around the box because both Chuamani and Cruz were like too deep. So we needed yeah. somebody who could, you know, make the second runs and stuff. So I think Modric coming on sort of changed the game because Modric knows how to control the game ball. But then when uh, Hazard came on, you know, he said occupying those spaces around the box and, you know, playing one twos with Benzema. And I think that really helped us. Mm. Yeah, uh, Modric, I was I was actually alluding uh, in the group chat, you know, like we, we need uh, Modric to kind of ease up, ease up the ball distribution because, you know, like... Um, with Kamalinga, yeah. Chouameni, and Cruz. It was kind of stagnant in midfield. You know, yeah, the last I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I think uh, Chouameni and Cruz, they were sort of, mirror, like, yeah, I would say they were sort of copying their movements. Like, Chouameni yeah. and Cruz, they had this tendency to occupy similar spaces and, you know, play similar passes. So I think those two playing together sort of was like the same player playing twice, uh, I guess. So I think having Modric uh, definitely helped. Mm. You you saw the stark difference, right? Like when uh, Modric Cruz started linking up, um, you know, like spaces started to magically open up, like they always do. You know, like pull people out of position. You yeah. know, like uh, rotate the ball well. Um, like I, I, I think it, it also have the fact that you know Eden Hazard coming on also helped because you know. Uh, I, as I said, yeah, Hazard was able to combine with Benzema, occupy those spaces around the box. And, you know, uh, Real Madrid suddenly had three people attacking the box, right? Instead of just two, Vinicius and Benzema, because when it was only Vinicius and Benzema. What they did was, like, they crowded out Benzema. They had, like, three or four players around him. Vinicius, they built, a, they built like, a wall around him, you know? I think it was Jumi and uh, I don't remember the Brazilian right back. I think KK, whatever. Whatever his name was. So I, I guess both of them were like attacking Vinicius. He so. from Santos. He came from Santos. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he's the captain for the Brazilian under 18 or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So the thing is like, uh, I, I when when Eden Hazard came out, he suddenly provided an outlet for Benzema to pass to, for Vinicius to pass to, you know, a third man, basically. So I guess that started helping opening up spaces. And then Lucas was, you know, making runs all game. And, you know, he had a goal disallowed before halftime. And then after halftime, he scored. And, you know, Lucas Vasquez can never be denied. He's the goat. Lucas Vasquez, uh, you know, dread from it, run from it, you know. Lucas, Lucas Vasquez always arrives. Always arrives. Like this, this man has been a such a loyal servant for so many years. Never complains. Can fill multiple positions. And always this funny bit about Lucas is that this guy has an eye for a go. You know, like out of out of nowhere, he has scored bangers. He has scored tap-ins. He has scored all sort of goals. He has scored headers. You know, leaping a good four five feet in the air. It's, so, it's funny you say that because, you know, uh, the criticism that I always had of Lucas Vasquez is the fact that when he was playing as a right midfielder, I, I don't think he was prolific enough because, okay, let's look at this. Uh, you know, let, yeah, let's look at this. The fact is, like, when Lucas Vasquez came on, I think a lot of us had expectations that he would play the role that uh, Jose Callejon used to play for Real Madrid when he was at Real Madrid. So, mm-hmm. Callejon was somebody who was prolific, who has the ability to, you know, and uh, pitch in, uh, nick in goals and stuff. I think a lot of us had the expectation from Vasquez as well, but then you know oh, yeah. he he was pretty bad. Like he, he was pretty bad scoring, but now as a right back, I think uh, the scoring that he does is also like... factor in factor in the uh, the thing that you know, like when playing uh, out wide as a right winger or a right mid, you know the attention is gonna be the onus is gonna be more on you rather than when you're playing as a wing back. 
Mm. And in my opinion, I think Lucas Vasquez has added goals and assists and a lot more to our team playing, uh, you know, from right uh, right back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Vasquez has definitely helped because, you know, him adapting is probably what has kept us going for the past couple of seasons because, you know, covering for Carvajal isn't easy. Yeah. Zola has struggled with it and then Vasquez just wasn't even a fullback has, you know, stepped up yeah. his game, added to his game. I think that's the thing, you know, players like Nacho and Lucas Vasquez are important, but they also need to keep evolving to retain the position because, you know, if, if we talk about like Lucas doing well at, at the fullback position, I think Nacho also did well today against Umar Sadi because I think that was sort of a mismatch. Nacho was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. you know, like some, some, of, some of the tackles, so crisp, so fucking clean. Like, his reading of the game is second to none. Like, like during during his early days, uh, coming on as a substitute in in random games, I never thought this guy was real Madrid material. But you know, year on end, he proves everyone wrong. And yeah. again, like, I I think he has uh, Mourinho to thank for it because I, I remember it was Mourinho. I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, Mourinho was the one who insisted that you know Real Madrid make him first team player and give him that contract. So I guess Real Madrid has Mourinho to thank for one more thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For for me personally, he laid the foundation for the Champions League winning team. So that's one. And then you know, doing this like getting Nacho to sign on is like another. Mm. The standard moment uh, from Nacho for me was the ball that he won. I think that, uh, it was from a corner kick we had that uh, the ball got cleared and kind of fell into was it Umar Sadik or was it the other guy? But Nacho, with one swift move, he won the ball back, you know, like right outside their penalty box, you know, like there was, there was nobody to cover. Like if if the guy could turn and spray a ball, we were, you know, like in, in deep, deep trouble. So this man has balls of steel. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Um, yeah. I think the whole matchup was like, going to the game, it it looks skewed like heavily in favor of Omar Sadiq because, you know, he has a physicality, you know, the physique to uh, trouble Nacho because Nacho, as you know, is not that good in the air. Yeah. And probably we don't really know how he handles physical players, but I think um, Nacho did well, even in, even you know battling aerially against Umar Sadiq despite the high disadvantage. Uh, for yeah. me personally, I think uh, Nacho was one of the best players from Real Madrid on the pitch today, despite the, the fact that he had yeah. this miscon- miscommunication with Rudiger. Yeah, stark contrast, man. Like Rudiger, especially the last last ten minutes or so, like they they were they were just going for the juggler, you know, like. Uh, yeah, I, I think you need to appreciate El Maria, right? Because the fact is, like, a lot of teams would have just come in and, you know, tried to keep the score respectable, but the, this team, they, they really went for it. I think it was positive football and it was, like, a good advertisement for La Liga. Um, like, that's that, at least that's what I thought. Totally, totally. Like, I, I remember uh, they, they were completely pushing for it, you know, like... Um, uh, like I got to go back to how how bad Rudiger was, especially in those last ten minutes. There, there, was, there was this point that uh, a ball was whipped in, and he doesn't even know where where the ball is. He's faced away from the ball and he's trying to jump, and and then look what is happening. You know, you you yeah. can't let that happen. If that ball goes in and Kotoa, we got to thank him again. Thibo again came in clutch, like two or three big big saves towards yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, there was this one moment. I, I believe you're talking about the same uh, same play. Uh, I I guess uh, they they floated in a cross from a free kick or something that Casemiro gave away. And I think yeah. it, it was Rudiger was defending the play. I think it was the defensive midfielder. I don't really remember his name. And he had a free header. You know, it was poor positioning from Rudiger, but Kurtwa somehow saves it because you know the key, they they shot straight at him. 
So yeah. I guess, you know, we have Kutra to thank for, you know, we, we, we always have Kutra to thank for. Thibaut, Thibaut again made some very, very crucial sales. You know, even, even in the first half. They even had, in the they first a, half, yeah. Yeah. Like they had a, a few 50-50 chances that on another day and for another goalkeeper that they're going in. Simple Definitely. as that. I think Ramadan is pretty lucky to have Thibaut Courtois. And I think it's pretty telling because I think Ancelotti was asked in the press conferences about who the best keeper he has trained is because, you know, Ancelotti has trained a lot of great keepers. And he okay. said that I can't name one, but definitely among the greatest is Courtois, yes, Neuer and, you know, uh, Diego Lopez and Buffon. So, yeah, he has quite a resume. So, uh, you know... Peter Czech, you know. Peter it's, Czech, it's a... yeah, definitely. he also named Peter Czech. The name that he missed out was on Keylor Navas. I think that was something Spanish media talked about. But yeah, right. definitely. I think Ancelotti has had a lot of great keepers. And, mm-hmm. you know, Courtois being mentioned one among them is like, is definitely a good sign for us. Yeah. Uh, Thibaut, usual, usual self. But someone who wasn't his usual self was Benzema, especially in the first half. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. But for me, I think it was more... Maybe Benzema could have done more, but the fact was like, you know, he was crowded out essentially because they had like three or four players just essentially crowding him out and not let, ha- letting him have any space, you know, just like kind of breathing down his neck. So I guess that that sort of hindered him for me personally. Mm. I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like he was he was being crowded out, but there was a couple of moments where I thought uh, maybe his confidence was was kind of low. Especially on a clear header where, where nine out of ten times he act, like completely puts the keeper wrong footed and just buries it, you know, like he he didn't have the venom on his on his header. Um, I guess I, it's a matter of uh, you know early I, days. I hope for our sake that he Benzema can go back to being the Benzema of last year's season soon because you know Real Madrid. I think if Benzema struggles, we'll struggle a lot because Real Madrid, like Benzema. Is Real Madrid at this point? You know, without Benzema, I think this team will struggle a lot. Mm. It would have helped uh, a lot, you know. Like I think that was the only thing missing from obviously the obvious clean sheet. But we know our team are kind of you know uh, not huge fans of clean sheets. But yeah. the main thing missing from today's game was a Benzema goal. But hopefully, yeah. it'll, it'll come next week. Um, hopefully, because I think even in the Super Cup, he missed the shot that he probably would have buried last season. Yeah. But, Even the goal he scored wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I hope Benzema can, you know, go back to being Benzema of the world from next game on. I guess it's against uh, I don't remember Espanol or something. I think so. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So yeah, whoever it is, I hope Ramadan, you know, Benzema can go back to being Benzema of last season. Absolutely. Um, even even then, even even though uh, we couldn't score in the first half, you know, like the goalkeeper had like seven seven saves by the 40th minute. Another yeah. another thing I need to address is the fact that you know Vinicius makes all the space for himself. You know, like chops two three defenders, kills them, and then shoots straight at the keeper. You know, so I think I think some uh, the thing is like if you, if you if you make Vinicius make like two minute decisions, he he somehow like uh, he sort you know he sort of goes back to being a Vinicius of the old. But the thing is like something that he has improved is the fact that he has. Uh, added variety to his movements, you know, these uh, troubling defenders, that's something that he has improved from last season. And I guess, like, in games like this, Vinicius is especially important because the havoc that he creates inside the box is what leads to goal-scoring opportunities. Because even today, the goal that Lucas scored was, like, maybe the assist goes to Benzema, but the fact is, like, it was Vinicius who essentially created that goal for me. Yeah, because... he basically set that up on a plate, basically, yeah. uh, you know, like, with his movement. 
but yeah that that's something i think which will which will uh, hopefully get better um, you know like throughout the season yeah you know, you know the thing is like uh, people had a lot of stuff to say about vinicius before last season started but yeah. uh, you know we have to trust the growth that he showed last season i think as a madrid fans and i hope he'll only get better as the seasons rodrigo seems to be injured right like yeah yeah i heard rodrigo had some issues so that which is why he wasn't in the team Mm. I think like, that's what the news is from Spain. Do you know when he'll be back? Will he be back? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want my boy back, you know, to be Yeah, I, I think Rudiger would have been helpful today. I also thought like Asensio last season would have been helpful because, you know, whenever we played against these teams that sat deep, Asensio had that long ranger in him to win yeah. at some point. So, <laughs> I, I thankfully, hope... Thankfully, we didn't need him. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we didn't need him. But then Alaba came on and scored from a set piece of long ranger. So... They, they, these guys, you know, the the directors of of uh, the La Liga broadcast, right? Like they, they were showing, you know, this guy was given being given instructions. I don't, I don't think it was actually set piece instructions. Like, do you think it was actually? Set-piece? Actually, you know, I was tweeting away from our social media accounts. You know, a quick shout out to our social media accounts. If you guys are on social media, you know, do consider following us. But the thing is, like, uh, uh, just before he scored the goal, I was talking about this. I think Kalan Chori in one of his press conferences said that Davide he handles all the set, set piece things for yeah, Madrid. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. Maybe it was something like that. I, I I had just finished criticizing Davide because I think we got a lot of corners today and you know basically managed to mess up all of them. So, but yeah. then Alaba comes on and he scores. I was actually praying that Alaba would take their free kick because you know yeah. Alaba is the, probably the only guy who I trust with free kicks in this team right now. So yeah. I guess you know also well that ends well. Cruz looked so happy, you know, like he was like, you know, like <laughs> if if I would have taken it, you know, like more times I I don't like you know put them away. Cruz has. Barely had an eye for a free kick in in a, in a long, long time, and especially corners, man. Why has his corners deteriorated so much? I have no idea. Like I was pretty disappointed with how corners went today. I had hoped that you know, I hope that we improve in the future. That that's the best no I can say. In a La Liga game in the first half since 2010, 11. <laughs> that's like that's like twelve years. And we probably didn't get a shot off from any of them. I think we did one, maybe Rudiger, maybe. Yeah, you know the thing is like uh, with Rudiger and Chouameni on, I expected us to be better on corners, mm. but let's see. Maybe maybe Modric should start taking them again. You know. Yeah, we need the decima magic, you know. Yeah. We we badly need it. We badly need. It. We 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 were known as the team that people were scared to you know concede set pieces to. Remember? Yeah, yeah, with Ramos especially. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah but, but whatever. Hopefully, yeah, that, we can improve, man, with Modric. Yeah. Absolutely, that that feels a light years away uh, now, though. You know, like yeah. when Ramos, Modric, guaranteed go, and um, even Pepe was pretty, you know, decent from corners. Pepe, Pepe was yeah. Pepe used to score way more than Varane, right? Yeah, I, I guess Varane is, wasn't that great, but you know, Pepe and Ramos definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, Alaba came on. Basically, Modric coming on completely, I think, changed the game, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a key point. Hazard coming on was another one, but then you know, Alaba scoring. It, right? Like, see, I I don't have that kind of a tactical uh, mind to find out how much Hazard can be effective. Just walk me through it because I didn't see anything special. Yeah, I know. Obviously, he has the nows to link up those quick. I think that up. link up was the thing that created the spaces because you know it's like. 
you you can spring spray yeah, the water on as much as you want but goal, yes yes i do remember that yeah you know the thing is like you can spray the ball around as much as you want yeah but it's not necessary that the the defense bites but when you start playing around the box with one twos and you know you have that man making the runs inside the box that's when defenses start getting split and i guess that that's how he helped the team today mm fair play i i think in 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 some in some way i hope hazard can actually come in clutch you know because it's it's high time he does yeah for me i think this guy has been struggling with injuries for like 3 seasons now and i guess for 3 seasons he hasn't played so i'm not expecting him to suddenly go and go back to being hazard of the chelsea days but i'm yeah. expecting that as the season goes on in some sort of form will return to him because you know you cannot deny the talent that hazard has obviously he has the talent but um i'm going to question like always his commitment and how he can bounce I, i i don't think you can question his commitment because of the fact that the statements given by Real Madrid players and Carlo Ancelotti like to, especially towards the end of the season because you know he was almost out of the team but he never put his head down he always worked hard and i think i guess that's something that impressed Ancelotti as well as the teammates so i guess nobody has a bad thing to say about him so for me personally i wouldn't be questioning his commitment fair play fair play i i hope he you know uh makes you proud this season because... yeah i hope he doesn't get injured that's the biggest thing yeah yeah um you know like we have, we have a very grueling schedule this season and you know like he he be needed in some uh, way yeah for sure uh yeah like closing closing statements the people who came on casemiro dani sabayos the casemiro was a little bit shaky i think he he had trouble getting into the flow of the game but then sabayos was you know sabayos was sabayos he did sabayos things Uh, overall for me are uh, probably the best player you know i best player was vinicius but i think alaba had the most impact so i guess for me i have the match probably goes to alaba fair play vinicius vinicius was a live you know yeah, like yeah he was the biggest uh, threat mm-hmm. the, it's 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 fun to watch you know because growing up especially like for, for me in my era like there was cristiano like uh people knew what he was about before before uh, the ref blew, uh, blew the whistle but uh, even then it's hard to now pin down vinicius which which is which is really really uh, fascinating to see you know like people know what he's going to do but you know there's no way stopping him yeah it's actually nice vinicius now, creates chaos you know absolutely man like yeah. throughout throughout last season's uh, emphatic run in the champions league you know like uh, due to how clutch the goals were and how Benzema used to you know like find the net uh in 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 moments we had we had absolutely no hope it kind of detracted my mind away from the fact that it was Vinicius that was you know like completely uh sometimes getting the ball out wide and and creating something out of nothing now i can i can actually you know like uh kind of reflect back and you know kind of a prospect that Vinicius indeed was this crazy you know like yeah. early days of last season yeah, yeah definitely i think Vinicius early days last season Vinicius really burst onto the scene because not a lot of people expecting a lot of things from him but then Vinicius always had this ability to you know take on players beat them and get inside the box but then last season i think the thing that improved was the fact that he improved the decision making so i hope he he keeps he keeps what he learned last season and he can only improve i am hoping he improves mm-hmm. fair play fair play so yeah um final statements um how disappointed or happy were you with this win would you take 
it was the first game of the season. Uh, Ancelotti made a lot of substitutions. So I guess there, there's always going to be some growing pains because there are new players coming in. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that I like I was expecting like you know, more goals probably. But, you know, what happens, happens. And I guess the good thing is, the thing to take away is the fact that we get three points, you know. And we don't really have to pull any levers to score goals. <laughs> yeah, good one, good one. Same for me, same for me. Um, I, I wouldn't completely write this off as the first game of the season. I would definitely take the positives. Positives which we are quite aware of, you know. Uh, Carlos... Uh, Carlos' team and the, this team's DNA especially has that uh, in them to come back from adversity uh, no, no matter what. Uh, that was that was clearly on display. But yeah, defending, Rudiger, man, it, it's, it's about time, you know, like uh, if the result was uh, not in our favor tonight, people would be on him. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't give him any kind of uh, leeway, uh, you know, being, being his first competitive game for us and stuff like that so um it's 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 about time it's it's not like chelsea i'm gonna tell you that uh tony um it's not not gonna be like the bridge yeah third, uh, third place isn't enough right this is real madrid first is the no. only thing that matters <laughs> third, third place three five two and uh you know like pass it to joaquino isn't isn't gonna be good enough um over here but he is a brilliant player. I, I really, really believe that he's gonna stake a uh, stake a place in our, uh, stake himself a place in our team, uh, some way. Yeah, so, after the super kind of team Militao. So yeah, I don't accept that, but yeah, I hope Rudiger improves. Militao, yeah, Militao is not gonna be someone that is easy to displace. Yeah. I'll agree. With that, you know, like he's he's pretty good. But yeah, I, I guess that's about it, people. Until we. Uh, find time to do a preview uh, sometime Thursday or Friday. Uh, look out for it uh, towards uh, the latter part of the week. Um, in, in the meanwhile, a shout out, to, uh, shout out to our friends at uh, Real Middle Committee. They run a brilliant Instagram fan page. If you haven't, uh, go go check them out. Uh, the link in the description. And as always, until next time from me and Hoke, if, if you have anything to add, yeah, just follow us on our socials, you know, that that's really important. So you can keep up with us, even though we say a lot of, you know, unnecessary stuff, but please do. <laughs> fair play, fair play. So until next time, people, Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid.